really fun night, Brian. You seem like a really cool guy. Yeah, um, hey, you know, if you don't mind, I'm sort of a low-profile kind of person, so I'm gonna take off before anybody gets the wrong idea here. Hey! Brian, is that you? Is that Lauren? Come, I, I was shopping for hats. Hang on, I'm coming over. Oh, no. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. Who's that? Oh, it's just this jerk that goes to my school. You go to school? No, I just lied to you, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> What's up, y'all? We're back. Real nonsense, baby. The show. We get all the takes, uh, all the sports info you're looking for. Gonna expand to some other sports at some point, but right now, we're really tapped in uh, on the NFL. I guess maybe because football season's gone. Uh, don't know. We're definitely gonna have to talk some more NBA. NBA is what's hot right now. Playoffs are about to come, and the NBA talk is going to be it's going to be overwhelming. So I don't see a need to rush it. I don't see a need to uh, shy away from the NFL talk right now because the playoffs is really where the NBA uh, the NBA is going to crescendo. But there's a lot of NBA to talk about. Do not get me wrong. Uh, honesty. Honesty. Honestly, uh, I'm not sure what time it is right now, but I just spoke to Fleming, uh said he's going to get on the airwaves tonight, said he wanted to talk a little bit about Durant coming back. So we do have a little NBA on the back end of this show. Uh, I got a... I might, might even punch him up. Might even punch him up and we'll talk some NBA. Because I got a question I like to pose to him. Bradley Beal. My guy, Bradley Beal. And I say that I, I say that with my whole chest because I wasn't a fan of Bradley Beal. I wasn't a fan of the Bradley Beal pickup when we drafted him. And I didn't really like him the first year he played. I wasn't a fan of him. I think I, I didn't really like him for a while. I wasn't a Bradley Beal fan. I just didn't. He just wasn't a, you know, he was a, he was kind of a Jimmy Butler-esque guy in the sense that he kind of hard work took him, hard work brought him where he's at. You know, he had, he was putting the work in back, back in them early years. He wasn't a, you know, he wasn't a John Wall. He wasn't a splash guy that just had all of the, all of the, you know, all of these intangibles and just, you know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't the John Wall guy. They, they and say that was like the, John Wall was the talented guy, essentially like the Shaq, the talented guy who, you know, was fucking off at Rose Bar every Sunday. And then Bradley Beal was the, uh, the Kobe Bryant workaholic gym rat type. You know, he said them, he said Bradley Beal and John Wall did not have a lot in common. And to the Shaq Kobe comparison, uh, you see where Bradley Beal is at. And you see why we're talking about Bradley Beal. But before I get into why I brought Bradley Beal up, I'm going to talk about when he when he turned me to a believer. And see, that's the that's the thing, man. This is why I need a production studio or something, because when these when these shows kind of go their own uh, directions, you need I need I need stats on hand. So I'm not just talking out my ass. So I'm pulling some stats up right now. I'm trying to figure out what uh what year it was. 
and his points per game will tell me what year it was. I think it was 2016. Had to be 2016. When he, we made that playoff push. And he made a full believer out of me when he elevated his average. Not only did he elevate his points per game in the playoffs, which to me is always a sign of a star. That's always a sign of a true uh, true transcendent player to me is when your your points per game, your numbers are supposed to be better in the playoffs. In concentrated games, your numbers are supposed to be better. They're supposed to either be better or tighter. This is the playoffs, baby. And when I watched him do that 2016 playoff run, uh, I mean, the, the guy just made a flat-out believer out of me. He was putting points on the board. Tough bucket after tough bucket. I mean, getting after it. To the point I was like, man, when do we get this guy on our team? I'm at the games like, man, when when did this guy get here? He was loading. When you put the work in, it's going to show. At some point in time, it's going to show. And in that year, it showed in the playoffs. I think he averaged 22 during the season and elevated to 25 or 26, maybe even 27, probably 26 in the playoffs. And I was like, oh, man, this is the guy. I was like, what was all that talk? I used to call him Bradley Steele when we gave him that contract. I was like, man, we gave him that contract extension. I said, Bradley Steele. And I, you can't deny good basketball. You just can't deny it. And that's what he was playing. Good basketball. And I'm a diehard Washington sports guy. So, you know, I was losing. I was my, I, I was losing it. And I've been a believer ever since. I didn't like the John Wall Westbrook trade. I didn't like them trading John Wall. But I knew Bradley Beal couldn't be. If somebody had to be traded, it wasn't going to be Bradley Beal. I know that damn well right now. If one of these guys got to go, it's not the gym rat who fucking worked his way up from 13 points per to 31.3 last year. Shooting 48% from the field. <laughs> he He's not going. So, big Bradley Beal guy. To give that context, but to bring it full circle, Bradley Beal now, according to reports, and uh, according to reports, say... He's leaning towards signing, re-signing with the Wizards. He's leaning, as he said, all season, you know, that's what he's leaning towards doing, signing with the Wizards. So, as a Washington Wizards fan, I'm excited. But um, he's not going to accept, accept any contract extension. He's going to become a free agent and then sign a five-year, $246 million contract with the Washington Wizards. Bradley Steele, he's back. (laughs) He's back. 
$246 million for a team that's not in playoff contention. We went last year off the back of some Russell Wilson antics. And in true Russell Wilson, I'm Russell Wilson, excuse me, Russell Westbrook antics. And in true Russell Westbrook fashion, we were promptly exited in the first round. $246 million sounds like a lot of cheddar. Who are we going to get in here? We're going to have to draft. And I mean, I mean, we drafted Wall. We drafted Beal. I'm not a Rui Hachimura guy. Not not a big fan of Rui. I just like my big. I, I, he's a power forward, but to me, he feels like he he has the the build and the and the you know the 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 measurables to be a guy. But it's just when in action, it's just not there. You know, there's no power in the forward of his game. Well, well, well excuse me. There's no power in the forward. There's no small in the forward. There's it's 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 not a forward. It's gonna get it done. It's not an elite defender. Not a great shooter of the basketball. Not great. He kinda can, but he's not great. It's KG. You know, the argument is that he can be something. But uh, I mean, let's let's pull up let's pull up Rui's numbers right now, man. Let's let's just pull his numbers up, man. Uh, not a Rui guy, man. Just not a just not a Rui guy, man. <sighs> yeah, he's you know he's giving he's giving you thirteen and six a night. <sighs> That's just not getting it done, man. It's not it's not getting it done. But it's not, it's not, it's it's something you can build on. But the problem is he's never playing. He's never playing. He played 48 games his rookie season. Played 57 games the season after that. He's only played 21 games this season. He's never on the feet. He's, excuse me. He's never on the court. He's never there. And maybe that's what chaps me about this guy. His availability. Because I'll be transparent. When I pull the stats up, I see a guy. I see something we can build on. You know. The state of you look at the state of my team, and I just tried to shit on thirteen points and six points. You can't, you know, it's not, it's not blowing the. It's, I guess my problem is I'm looking for. We need. We've only got one guy. In this league, you need at least two to stay alive, and three to do anything. We got one. We got Porzingis in the trade. Now let's let's. I'll play devil's advocate. I'll play devil's advocate. Because here's the problem. Bradley Steele had season-ending wrist surgery. So he's not playing anymore this year. 
So we're not going to see what him and Porzingis look like. So theoretically speaking, a healthy $246 million Bradley Beal, let's play devil's advocate and say he brings something out of KP with that uh, Luka Doncic was not able to do, Carmelo Anthony and Phil Jackson were not able to do. Let's say Bradley Beal can do that. Because, you know, remember the guy, my my personal vote for best center in the league and MVP, Joel Embiid, he's happy with Harden, but he said he wanted Brad. KP got Brad. Now say that works out. Bradley Beal's getting $246 million. You already know Porzingis has this inflated sense of self. God forbid this guy starts performing. How are we going to keep just them two together? And then we got Roy. We can't even develop this guy. Because he's never even played 60 games. I don't know, man. I just think $246 million is going to pin us in a corner. But uh, Washington sports clubs are just so, so skimp on homegrown talent. And by homegrown, I mean drafted talent that we scouted and picked up. I don't want them to go anywhere. I'm like, God, just pay them. That's That's the Washington in me. I told you, D.C., D.C., man, we're such a fake town. We got all these lofty expectations, and we, we you know, we tell you we want top-tier ribeye and some Don Perignon, but the truth is we'll happily settle for some fucking pancakes and good conversation. <laughs> we just want to be loved. We just want to be loved, and the fact that you want to stay here you want to re-sign with us. You don't want to run off and join the team. You don't want to go to the Lakers like a sensible person. You don't want to team up with LeBron James and win a ring. No, you want to stay here in D.C. with us? Oh, shit, fuck it, man. Pull the trigger. Give him that. Tender him that damn offer, Ted. Tender him that offer. $246 million it is. That's the D.C. in me right there. But maybe... That mentality is why uh, DC is so starved for, you know, championship basketball and football or even competitive basketball and football. That's how we are. The word is out. The word is out. All those little requirements, you know. The chick that's got in her bio, you got to be six foot if you want to talk to me. Well, the word is out. Five foot five, Tony climbed it and smashed it. The word is out, shorty. So it means nothing. And that's us. The word is out. You guys just want to be loved. That's all you guys want. So I sit here on this microphone. After contemplating about $246 million for Bradley Beal, 
and I, I move off the topic not knowing. I, I, I don't know. The GM, the GM in me says, we got to move this guy for, we got to move this guy and rebuild for pieces because we're going nowhere at light speed. We're just going from crushing, crushing contract to crushing contract. But he loves us. He said he wants to play with us. Says he wants to resign here. He doesn't want to go to Philly. He doesn't want to go to Brooklyn. He doesn't want to fly to LA. He wants to play here in the nation's capital, baby. Let's bring him on back. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Bradley Beal. But um I'm gonna move on to the point that even made me uh want to get on real nonsense tonight. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I am so tired of these slow news days rehashing if these titans of industry are going anywhere. Like this is people don't this is what we're asking. Is 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 Apple gonna buy Google? Even though nothing nothing has been said to make you nothing's been said to state that's gonna happen and it looks exceptionally unlikely. And one, there's only one party talking. Another party is everybody saying it's not happening. It's just one of them things where it's like, man, if this, if this was something that was going to happen, do you know how much? Do you know how how heavily this would be reported right now? Like, if there was really a chance of Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. Do you realize there wouldn't be speculation piece after speculation piece every fucking day? There would be conversations from people. Russell Wilson's brother says he can't stand Pete Carroll. Uh, a new report has came out about Pete Carroll in the locker room and how players have been treated. DK Metcalf expressed, you know what I'm saying? There would be there would be so much more swirling around two people of this magnitude if they were going anywhere. Russell Wilson has two years left on his contract. The Seattle Seahawks are not going to trade him. And any trade package offered for Russell Wilson would probably include so much of the team that he would not waive his no trade calls to go there. Had a great conversation about this with Flynn the other day. We'll tell you exactly what's happening, man. Russell Wilson is fat shaming his wife. <laughs> it was a great fucking point. I didn't think of it till he said it because I was like, I, I was like, man, I was like, he's, I was like, this shit. I was like, I'm so tired of seeing this shit. Like, what is? Is there nothing else to report football wise other than speculation of these two, these people who are not going anywhere? Like, Russell Wilson's not going where in order for. Seattle to even think about that You'd have to offer up half your fucking team It's not happening 
This is dumb. This is dumb speculation. He's going to play out the rest of his contract. He's going to at least play to the last year. He's either, you know, if he does leave, it may be when he's got one year left, but probably even not. He's probably going to play the rest of his contract out in Seattle. And then, then, and then the speculation of where Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson will play will truly take off in exuberant fashion, and it'll be very exciting for sports. But that time is not now. And because there's nothing else to talk about, everybody keeps talking about it like that time is now, two years prematurely in a situation where it's, it's just not happening. Pete Carroll is going to be gone before Russell Wilson's gone off that contract right now. The value of a franchise quarterback. No. He's just poking all these things in the media and stirring, stirring the pot, basically, basically saying, Shorty, you need to get in the gym. You need to get right because... uh." You know, I'm the, I'm that nigga out here. I'm that nigga out here, and people want me. And if I keep stirring up and reminding you how much other people want me, uh, maybe you're gonna get your shit together, and uh, you know we can really get this thing moving. That's what Russell Wilson is doing right now. Because at the root of it, Russell Wilson's uh, you know, he's, he's a, from what you can see about him, he's a pretty decent guy. It's not just going to come out there and just flat out demand it. You know, I'm done. I'm going to drop you on your ass. I'm done. (laughs) I'm the fucking man now. I can literally name the team I want to go to, and they're going to move a mountain to get me there. That's how bad people want me. Guys don't even want to draft a fucking offensive lineman. You don't want to get me no protection. Fuck you guys. I'm done. I'm out. I'm moving out. It's not the kind of guy Russell Wilson is. He's showing up. He smiles. He's keeping status quo, but it's going to toss some hits. He's still very aware that he's that guy. And especially as all these young quarterbacks are making a statement and really kind of, you know, prowling the, I mean, they're coming, man. The dogs are, the dogs are coming. The dogs are coming. So as a veteran who still looks like something, you know, you expect to be treated accordingly. But I'm just tired of people reporting about it like it's going to happen, man. And then that brings me to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm just tired of Aaron Rodgers in general, man. <laughs> I'm just tired of Aaron Rodgers. In general. I'm tired of how much. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers can't win. That's why Aaron Rodgers wants to be talked about so much right now. I just don't remember a time when we were talking so much about Aaron fucking Rodgers, man. Because Aaron Rodgers truly can't decide where he wants to play next year. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it, but here... On a hot mic, I'm gonna switch gears and try to understand it. Because again, I'm gonna bring it up. Another great point by Flim. A guy's lived in Wisconsin uh, his whole adult life, pretty much. In Wisconsin, man. Who the fuck wants to still be in Wisconsin, man? You've lived in you've lived in Wisconsin for thirteen years. Like, 
all of your stardom has been in Wisconsin. Now you're branching out doing commercials. You got the discount double check going and shit. You got a little, you know, maybe he wants to go to a sexier town like New Orleans. New Orleans. Be a saint. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But it's just so goofy because, I mean, it's it's literally the equivalent of you're, you're, you're leaving the perfect woman. And it's so funny. I mean, these these quarterback organization uh, relationships are. It's so funny because they're married. That's literally their relation. Their marriages. It's it's the, it's an analogy I keep doubling back to, but I do because it fits so perfectly. Because that's what he's doing. He's leaving the perfect woman for him, in a sense that that you know the way they take care of you, the way they're willing to kiss your ass and stroke your ego. You got a top top two wide receiver that's not two. Top five back back there. You know? You got the perfect woman for you. Perfect for you. But you're you're fixated on her flaw. You wanna you wanna leave the woman that's perfect for you because you're so fixated on her flaws. The fact that the weather sucks. The fact that nobody else wants to come here. Everybody's got to be drafted. There's no owner. So you can't even really conspire to make plays that you want to make. You know, she's got flaws. She's not the perfect woman, but she is perfect for you. As far as a, from a winning standpoint, I don't I don't see any team other than the Buccaneers that Rodgers can go to and do what he did these last two seasons. Put up put up 12, 11, 12 plus wins and roll into the playoffs. Where else he's going to do that at? In Denver? Where where else he's going to do that? What team that needs a quarterback is Rogers going to do that? Because here's the thing: like the Russell Wilson talk, Aaron Rodgers is under contract. He's under contract. You're sitting here thinking. I had, I had a think piece on my phone. I had an alert from Bleacher Report talk about how Aaron Rodgers is truly undecided on where he wants to play next year. Well, here's the thing, Aaron Rodgers: uh, you can play for Green Bay or you can retire. How about that? You're under contract. You're under contract. And anywhere you're looking at, any team you're looking at to go to is not going to look like that after you get there because of what they're going to have to give up just to get you. Because why? You're under contract. So the only thing you're really thinking about is if you're going to retire or if you're going to play for Green fucking Bay. Let's stop the shenanigans. This is not an exciting story. And the media just keeps swirling and making it one because it's a slow news day. It's not an exciting story. You know why Calvin Johnson wasn't able to come back? Because Detroit had his contract. They said, you can play for the fucking Lions or you can stay retired. We're not trading you. Now, let's be honest. That is a spiteful, petty-ass fucking move. 
I mean, that is a shitty organ. Really? That's how you feel? This is Calvin fucking job. Move him. <laughs> move him. If you don't want to be here, I mean, move him. You can get a king's ransom. Move him. This is why Detroit sucks. This is why Detroit is a shitty organization. Move him. At the end of the day, I understand. I understand the idea. But at the end of the day, if it gets to the point like that, when guys want out, a top guy like that is just done. I mean, why why just let that walk out the door? Why just let he retire? He wants to come out of retirement and play. I'll be like, bro, sure, bro. You can come out of retirement. You're going to have to come be a, a a lion, and then we'll trade you somewhere, man. We'll trade you where you want to go, and we'll demand a fucking asinine price for you, even though you ain't played ball in how long. But if you're Aaron, from Aaron, for the Aaron, stay on topic with Aaron Rodgers, it's just where? Why? Why? Do you keep why I mean that's how hard people are sucking him off that he's effectively created the illusion to some people that he really has options. Like, come on, man. Green Bay ain't about to just take some draft. Green Bay ain't taking what Detroit took for Stafford. That was a combination deal, man. They worked together. They worked together to get Matt out of there. Green Bay want three firsts just to open the conversation. They're going to want a guy. They might want your quarterback. They might want your quarterback as well as a skilled player. And they might want somebody on defense, too. Aaron Rodgers, the the, the perennial back-to-back MVP? <laughs> I want three picks and three players. <laughs> Scott just want back-to-back MVPs. I want three picks and three players. Get the fuck out of here. Three first-round picks and three players. <laughs> I want three first-round picks. <laughs> Your next three years of first-round picks are mine, as well as three players that I want to pick from as well. Like... <laughs> And then he's expecting to go there when he shows there and compete. If you and the best guy aren't slapping hands on the as as you walk in and he walks out, at least the second or third, you know, what I mean, somebody important is slapping hands with you on the way out as you walk in. It's nonsense, man. That's this the Aaron Rodgers story. The Russell Wilson story is bad enough, but the Aaron Rodgers story is real fucking nonsense. If he wants to compete at a high level, he can play in Green Bay, or he can hold out for he can hold out until his contract's over. But any type of trade scenario is not going to benefit Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to any type of trade scenario. If you look at all the teams that can get Aaron Rodgers, he's either going to go to a team 
that's not contending or it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't even matter don't matter whether the team has a quarter, quarterback it doesn't matter green bay wants three first round picks and they want some players <laughs> and they want some players Playing meaningful football is what he wants to do. He don't got no options. But I will say this on a hot mic. I I called this whole Aaron Rodgers story real fucking nonsense. But if Aaron Rodgers asks for a trade and forces his way out for no better reason that he wants to go live somewhere else and play in another city, a la Odell Beckham Jr., man. I'm tired of this. I'm t- he didn't, even though he didn't force his way out, man. He played. He played his part correctly. But I'm tired of fucking Cleveland. Take me to L.A., baby, where there's sunshine, bitches, and my brand can thrive. The LeBron James. I'm leaving Cleveland and going to L.A., where I have tripled my net worth or doubled my net worth. You know, whatever. If Aaron Rodgers makes a move like that, then I retract this real nonsense bit and I say. I salute you, Aaron Rodgers. That's some, that's I can get behind. If, if Aaron Rodgers goes out like that, I'm just trying to just trying to play in another city, man. I just want to get out of Wisconsin, man. We ain't winning. Just want to go play somewhere else, man. That's all I really want. We'll play, we'll play somewhere else. But see, the problem, Aaron Rodgers ain't the type of guy that'll just be that honest. You know, I mean, of course, not up to it. But at the, when 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 all the when all, when all the cards fall and everything's done, he's just not the type of guy. Like, man, I just wanted to go somewhere else, man. <laughs> just wanted to, you know, just wanted to come to New York, man. Just wanted to come to New York, baby. <laughs> wanted to come to the Big Apple. Got a crib in Jersey. I don't even live in here. I just drive in. <laughs> you know, if if, if it's if it if if Rogers makes a lifestyle move, I guess. I can respect that. I can respect him making a lifestyle move. But um, if he's still trying to play meaningful football, if he still wants to win uh, another ring or another MVP, because uh, what you get, Manny's got five MVPs, and you ain't catching Tommy on the rings. So, you know, if. If you're trying to go somewhere and still be the man in the same fashion you're accustomed to, leaving Green Bay uh, sounds like some real fucking nonsense. Aaron Rodgers. Oh man. Uh I left y'all on the Aaron Rodgers real nonsense. But the real, real nonsense uh, actually goes to, yet again, the Washington fucking Commanders. As always, man. Which It's just be real nonsense. Commanders real nonsense. I mean, yet a fucking again. I, I literally, I was ready to pack up, uh, 
Send the show over to Flynn for the ne- for the next bit. And I almost really, I literally almost forgot to talk about the Washington Commanders calling all 31 teams in the NFL and inquiring about the availability of their quarterbacks and the price. They called the Kansas City Chiefs and inquired about Patrick Mahomes. That's fucking embarrassing, man. As a fan of this team, that's fucking embarrassing, man. Why are you why are you calling people wasting their time? I know they couldn't I know they were looking at that phone like, bro, is this fucking guy serious? Are you on the clock right now? This is the kind of shit people do on Dan Snyder's payroll. You, you cold call teams. I mean, that's the coldest of calls. Hey guys, is your is your MVP Super Bowl winning quarterback that you guys got under the biggest most lucrative contract in NFL history available and what would the price be you're calling Jay-Z and asking him is Beyonce free for a date on on Saturday if you'd be cool with that (laughs) not not even asking for a date you're you're calling Jay-Z and asking him hey man what would it take to uh, swing Beyonce my way? <laughs> what would it take? What would it take for you to divorce her and put me on? The first thing he's doing is smacking the shit out of his secretary for taking that call. He's smacking the shit out of somebody. How did this call get to me? How did this clown get to me? Somebody in that chief's building was like, how the fuck did Ron Revere? Ron Revere is on the block list now. <laughs> Ron Revere probably can no longer call the Kansas City Chiefs uh, after that. That's so fucking embarrassing. You're like a whore looking for a ride, just calling and texting every guy on the phone. You just know, like, she sent a mass text and didn't realize uh, Apple groups it all together. So you just see you and 30 other teams pop up. Hey, can you give me a ride? I'll suck your dick. Like <laughs> this, this shit is embarrassing. You called Baltimore and asked for Lamar Jackson. Did you ask for a discount after the ankle injury? Like what? How is this a productive use of our time? Instead of talking to James Winston. Weighing, weighing the Carson Wentz, Mitch Trubisky options. Instead of looking at realistic scenarios, um, we're on the internet just DMing all the fine bitches we see. We're, the, we're that weirdo guy on, we're, we're that weirdo, everybody knows the weirdo guy on social media that's got like no fo- following a bunch of people but got no followers at all and is just DMing the baddest, all the fine bitches. He said, every fine bitch that does Adam's getting the DM from him, hey. hey. I mean, he's just, he's just Gatling gun shooting. That's what we're doing. Instead of going out on dates with real women, who 
would really be interested in what we have to offer. We're shooting DMs at Instagram models. That's what the Washington Commanders are doing right now. On company time. That's what they're doing. On company time. They're calling the Buffalo Bills and asking what a move for Josh Allen would take. (laughs) What about Josh? Is he available? Hey, how did the call go? Hey, this is Ron. Uh, just uh, just want to see how you guys feel about Josh. Yeah, he, uh, he a guy you think about moving? Uh, how dumb? <laughs> how dumb are these conversations? Some of these conversations are so dumb. And then, and then, elephant in the room. Did you call the Vikings? Did Ron call the Vikings? Were the Vikings contacted about the availability of Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I mean, this is embarrassing. And then I seen this thing where Colin Colin Cowherd tried to kind of put it in this light, you know, uh, that you can't win without which was true you know you look without an elite quarterback you can't do anything in this league anymore uh which is true but he tried to put it in the light like you know that's how important a quarterback is like this is what this team is doing no man yes the quarterback is you can't win without the quarterback but this is still fucking embarrassing man this is embarrassing You're inquiring about things that'll never happen. You're just wasting time. You're wasting time. Calling the Cincinnati Bengals and asking them, would they trade you Joe Burrow is a waste of time. What are you doing? Did you call Miami and ask about Tua? (laughs) Like, it just doesn't make sense for so many reasons. Especially when you're a team like the Commanders who don't got anything. They can't afford to trade anything. What can we afford? We can trade Chase Young. <laughs> we can trade Chase Young. That's who we can trade. Can't afford to trade Terry McLaurin. Can't afford to trade Antonio Gibson. Honestly, we, I mean, maybe you can. I don't know. I mean, he's not a he's not a blow away prospect. But that's the thing. Who's behind him? JD McKissick. Like, you know, what I mean, too many guys. You trade Terry McLaurin. Who's behind him? Who's behind these guys? Like, what do we have to trade? But our future. And how'd that work out for us? How does that work out? You got to grind it out. You can't look to trade away your future. How how does that work out? The only time trading away your future works is when you have every single thing right now. It's the only time it works. And even then, it doesn't work. It's just how bad you want it. The Rams traded away their future. Why? Because they wanted a ring and they wanted it now. They wanted it bad. They, they put it all on the table. They wanted it bad, and they got it. Hell, they could potentially compete for more. 
But when they crash, it's going to be a hard one. But it's worth it. If what you want is hanging just over a cliff and you look at the fall and you say, you know what? I could probably live that fall. I'm a, it's going to be fucked up. I might break something, but I'll probably live. That's how bad I want this. And then you jump for it and grab it and get it. When you fall and break your leg, you're not, you know, you're not that mad. You're not blown away. You're like, hey, hey man, what? I knew this was gonna, I knew this was gonna happen. This was the risk, but it's worth it. Got what I wanted. It's worth it. A Super Bowl win in our five billion dollar stadium that we just built. Worth it. The Washington Commanders. It's not the position we're in. If we trade anything. We need the we need whoever we traded it for to come in and blow the doors off. If we move any picks for any for if we move picks for a quarterback, he's got to come to DC and blow the doors off. And because of RG three, guess what? He's got to blow the doors off year two again. <laughs> he can't even just do it for one year. And I think after after the embarrassing way it turned out for you the last time you did it, to put yourself in that situation again in which you're going to leverage your future to try to do something now when you're have none of the you, you don't have anything you're still missing so many other pieces of this race car to get past the finish line this is the biggest this is the engine this car doesn't have an engine but it's also got a, a fucking squeaky back tire uh <laughs> the fucking front tire needs some air it needs an alignment uh <laughs> the ac ain't working like there's other problems with this car you're solving the main problem but there's still a lot more problems that need to be fixed. You can't spend all your money buying the engine when there's other parts of the car that still don't run correctly. All of the parts on the car were running. The Rams had a perfect car with no, they just needed a better engine. They even had an engine. They just wanted a better engine. That's why it worked. The Washington Commanders are not in that situation. We weren't in that situation when we did it in 2012 for RG3, and we're not in that situation now. And the idea that we would even entertain calling any of these fucking teams like some whore trying to trying to see what we can get for our little draft picks that are only worth something because we suck, and then we're gonna we're gonna you know instead of trying to rebuild, we're gonna entertain the idea of doing that again. That's some real fucking nonsense. How would you feel if I had you? Trust me, you'll be mad too. Round two. Fight. What kind of gun is this? That's a tranquilizer gun. If any of these little fuckers decide to freak out on the kids, I get to take them down. <laughs> Get that right, mother. Oh, what? That's what I thought. Shut up. <clears throat> hey, hey, be careful with that. That's the most powerful trank gun on the market. Huh, got her in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a...
Jugular man. Ha. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I did. Is this bad? Is this bad? You should pull that out. That shit is not cool. Wait. Wait. Pull it out. The dart, man. Got a fucking dart in your neck. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> I like you. But oh, you're man. Oh, uh, bringing you in, man. Real nonsense. Uh, round two. Your host, Flem. What's going on, everybody? Uh, last episode, we had uh, myself, Stax, and Scoob. Uh, we punched Scoob up. Went over some quarterbacking. Uh, things of that nature. Earlier on this episode, uh, you heard a good, really good take uh, by Stacks. He touched on the uh, Bradley Beal contract and what's going on with the Washington Wizards. And uh, then spun to a little uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and those two divas. And uh, talked to a little commanders. How can you not? I think we've had, uh, Jesus, man, I don't know, out of these real nonsense shows, maybe we're on episode five or six, and I think at least three of the real nonsense uh, nods have went to them, which just shows you, man, that, that team is, uh, that team's something else, man. That team, it's hard to stomach at times. It really is. Uh, if I wasn't such a homer, I, I honestly wouldn't. I wouldn't even deal with him. I wouldn't deal with him. In words of Mike Singletary, man, can't win with him. Can't coach with him. I need winners. Can't do it. And that's a lot of times how I feel about them. But with that being said, we're going to get right into it. And uh, I'm going to be your uh, be your host for the second half. Of this extravaganza. Take you home and, uh, yeah. Strap in. I'm gonna use this as an intro period. I come back, I'm gonna be uh, firing on all cylinders. So sit tight, do a brief, very brief intermission, and uh, we're gonna get rolling. Real nonsense. Middle school had that take in my love. I ain't had to run from the prince of all. I did it because of the prince of all. Dress it up and make it real for me. <laughs> Whatever that fucking means. Spill a day to get my mind blown Dress it up and go to NASA 200 miles on the dash Back, real nonsense <laughs> Quote future, whatever that fucking means Shout out to him for pointing out Dress it up and make it real for What the fuck does that mean? 
Who knows? We back. So I had a show script, right? Uh, let me do the free promo. Free promo to Packwoods uh, pre-roll. If um, if you haven't uh, already subscribed to the Stacks Lowry podcast, check out that show. Check out that podcast. Just type it in Stacks Lowry. Um, and you will find on there an episode called 48 Hours in Vegas. And that will entail the last time that I smoked a pre-roll bought. Uh, one of these super infused pre-rolls So this is a new one It's called Packwoods I'm just going to speed through this Contains 2 grams of uh, indoor flower Top shelf bud uh, Lab tested uh, 0.25 of uh, indoor keef And uh, then another 0.25 of uh, Looks like Nubrin Concentrate it says flower infused with strands uh, with specific strand extracts. So, shout out to Pack Woods. Go ahead and get one of those. Uh, pick one up. Uh, I don't reveal price points on here, but I think it's fair. It's not soft, but it's fair. Uh, so, I I had a show whole show script right. Um, I'm I'm gonna toss that. I'm tossing the script. The script is literally gone. No way. No way can I go with the script because this thought crossed my mind. I got to, um, and right now, in this moment, I have to. I got to be the guy that comes to the defense of Russell Westbrook. I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to point out the underappreciation for Russell Westbrook. He is one of the most underappreciated athletes of our generation. First of all, he's Allen Iverson. First of all, without the flash. Pound for pound, best player in the league. He's out in hours. And this is why. This is why he's Allen Iverson. But even I think he's a better basketball player than Allen Iverson. I do. Allen Iverson was great. Um all time, give me Westbrook over Iverson. Just better basketball player. Um both similar careers too. Uh, but he's Iverson because of this. Because when it comes to guys like uh, like Westbrook, Iverson, Brandon Roy's, um, see, Colin. This isn't the Colin argument. This is just the group. Um, he grouped John Wall in there. Uh, I I don't I don't think John Wall's on those guys tier. A top John Wall. I think blow. I think a top John Wall, a peak John Wall, could go blow for blow with Westbrook. But I like Westbrook over John Wall. Uh, ten out of ten on that too. 
10 out of 10, I'd take Westbrook over Wall, um, just career-wise, personally. Um, but no, back to the point just why he's Iverson. All right, so. It's it's guys, Derek Rose. Um, I'm trying to think of a, just one more to pad it. Um, geez, I, I, I probably, I, I, it's, it's plenty one more, but I don't just don't have the only one. But my point being the slashing guard at the root of Westbrook's offensive, uh, prototype, it's going to be slashing guard. Now, granted throughout his career and I'm going to read his numbers. I got his numbers. Numbers going to blow you. Numbers are going to gonna just make people step back and say you know what we are really disrespecting this guy you don't get basketball like what I'm gonna read off in a little bit you don't get numbers like this just just like it just drops out of the tree where it's just like oh man this man fell from grace he should fall from grace and land softly this man (laughs) and he is being dragged through the mud and and that's the other points I'm gonna get on is he's being blamed for the Lakers problems first of all the Lakers knew what they were getting the Lakers knew what they were getting when they took uh, Russell Westbrook. So let's start there. Let's start there. And when you go, and when we go through the numbers, the numbers are just going to answer all the questions. The numbers are going to prove to you that he's always been the same player. All he ever did was improve. He's always been the same guy, though. His percentages never improved. His statistical uh, uh, output improved over the years, but his percentages never wavered. Now he can't shoot free throws. That's That's a problem. I'll say that. He's, he's like 60 percentile in the free throws. That's a problem from a guard, no matter what level you're playing at. I mean, you can't play AAU ball and have your point guard shooting 60 percent. But the point is, um, the point is, though, back to the Iverson comparison. Basically, what I wanted to get was this. I wanted to land it super hard. But long story short, let's get to the meat of it. I, those guys that I named off in the slashing guard, they have the one ability that a lot of times the the gifted athletes don't like even curry now curry curry is a gifted athlete in the pedigree uh of parent playing ball and then also just just natural stroke westbrook's not that Derek rose not that brandon roy not that i mean these guys just literally will them Allen iverson not that they, they're not the purest players in any stretch or facet they just will themselves through games and and they just will themselves through games. Now, granted, Iverson had the cultural impact, but I mean Westbrook's an alpha male walking on all those teams. Uh and, and I think that's probably part of the problem too. It's it's amazing how he's getting the blame, and that's what's showing his really true leadership. Because honest to God, he honest, he, he hadn't had the success. I'll give it that. He hadn't had that championship success. But what I will say is that he has shouldered the burden of those losses he has shouldered whether whether it be intentional or not I think and I think uh just the way I look at him does he seem whiny a little bit but he honestly seems like a really tough guy that's just really about winning and the one thing that you can't equate is his heart that's the thing and and Iverson played with heart that's the one thing with Iverson you just had to see him play he wasn't the best shooter I mean best handles probably um and I don't know what Russell Westbrook does better than just hustle. He hustles harder. And, and still at his age. Man, let's get to these numbers. 
Let's get to these numbers because I'm going to wrap them up in 10. But let's get to these numbers. Man. And you can't disrespect this kind of play. I mean, we just really can't. We can't get to a point in basketball where we're just disrespecting this kind of, of, of play and we're not appreciating guys like this into old age, man. You think it's fun? You Man, you're getting your tickets worth, too. Here we go. Uh, first season, played all 82 games, but he started 65 as a rookie, uh, 35 minutes. I'm <laughs> Long story short, let's go points, 15, 16. These are all being year uh, in succession from 8, I mean, 08 to 22 coming up. Uh, 15, 16, 21, uh, 23, 23, 21, 28. Uh, this, might, this is 15. This might be that MVP. I don't know. Uh, Stacks was right, man. You need a, you need a stat guy. You need a stat guy that has, has a nice printout. But here we go, 23 points, 31 points, 25. He's proved he could do everything in this league. That's just the scoring. I mean, then you go over to his assist numbers. Always just been a balanced player. His rookie season, he averaged his rookie season, his rookie season in the NBA, his rookie, 20 years old, his rookie season in the NBA. The man averaged 15 points, five assists, and uh, five rebounds. He was born. Always wasn't. This isn't. He's not a stat pattern. He just gets better. Has he peaked? Yes. Is he a shell of himself? Yes. But it's not the fault. He's not the reason. He's not the reason the L.A. Lakers aren't good. Because the L.A. Lakers decided to go get him. He's not the reason. It didn't work. It didn't work. That's the problem. And fans are so shallow that just because it didn't work, you need a fall guy. And that's what he is. He's a fall guy. He's a fall guy for the Lakers. And these amazing statistics, years in succession, 08 to 22, these are the assists, five, eight. Rookie season, five. From there on out, um, Anyway, and not patting, man. He's been doing this. Five, eight, two, five, uh, seven, seven, uh, nine, ten, 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 ten. I mean, come on, man. Uh, seven, eleven. The wizard season he had was amazing. To be honest, average a triple double. Come on, man. Come on, man. Man, the nigga average. What more do you want from a nigga? It's the problem. Listen, damn, and I'm and I'm overtime on him, but but I I, I could go twenty minutes on Westbrook, um, because it's time to defend Russell Westbrook. He's uh, I'm just telling you, man. Look, the Nick, what more do you want from a guy? It's 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 at a point. Why he hasn't won a championship? It's always blamed on him. I'll be honest, knowing Durant now, personality-wise, looking back then, when he was kind of taking that that more leader role and everybody was like, well, why? Why isn't Durant uh, shooting the ball? It must be Westbrook. Man, Westbrook was out there doing everything he could to win a title, man, as a young guy. As a young guy. Durant didn't have that heart to push. That's looking now. Same dude that's like, hey, man. Them niggas whooped our ass. I'm about to just go ahead and join their team and then get me a ring. 
I'll always look at that ring as hollow. I'll always look at that ring as hollow. A guy like Steph Curry, guy who had a dad that was uh, an NBA player and was still still has a chip on his shoulder. Feels like he was overlooked. Feels like you know, feel like he was snubbed. Had a pedigree. He had, he had a path to the NBA, man. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Boarding first is Steph Curry, but that's the thing. All right, I gotta get off of man. All right, the West the Westbrook uh the Westbrook love affair is ended. And uh Yeah, man. This is, this is a great player, man. We need to appreciate this guy. I'm telling you. Eleven seasons in Oklahoma City. Uh man gave those people uh, eight hundred and four starts. Look look at the, listen to this crazy stat when he played in Oklahoma City. Listen to this crazy stat. Crazy stat, right? Let's talk durability. Let's talk durability for Russell Westbrook, right? Dude, the dude, the dude appeared in uh, a possible 821 and started 804. 804 games won franchise. Average 35 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's durability. They maxed him out too. They were playing him an extra two when he got to Washington. I'm just looking at numbers. I, I I'm just eating time. All right, uh, we'll be back. Uh Russell Westbrook's great though. Uh don't go nowhere. Real nonsense. Go ahead and I shit on the floor now. Go ahead and show me how you go down. And I feel my whole body peeking. From the west side, east coast, nigga, rapping north side, never waste a whole time. Bitch, I'm on my own time, fucking on my phone. Yeah. Man, we back. Look, I usually don't come back in on the same song, right? Man, this shit got cranking so hard for some reason. Just rapping on the low light. Uh, <laughs> well, we back. Um, look, I'm gonna get to this real nonsense because, um, let me get to this real nonsense here. What the hell is wrong with narcissistic people, man? And this has nothing to do with what I'm about to say, so. No, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll save that. Um, I don't know what's wrong with narcissistic people, right? And my latest account of what I thought was just total, totally, totally. Look at me behavior. Was that RG three tell all book? First of all, first of all, yes, I said that. If you didn't know, you're sports fans. Man, look, if you listen, you know. So I'm not even always time. Listen, if you don't, Google it. RG3 sport fan. 
Uh, I mean, not sports, man. RG3, uh, tell all book. Long story short, man. My guy, Eric Bickle. That's my guy. It's EB. EB from the Sports Junkies. Here we go. You know what? Let's just hear it from EB. Uh, and that, that's, that's gaining traction over the, over the last couple of weeks since the rebrand became official. Maryland, Virginia, looking like Dumfries, Prince William County down there. You know what? Um, it's not even a bite I want. But long story short, man. Your man, Robert Griffin III. Supposed to come out with a tell-all book. About how he was sexually harassed while uh, while under employment as a Washington commander. At that time, the Washington Redskins. Robert Griffin said he also witnessed sexual harassment. Wow, he was an employee for then the Washington Redskins. This is a problem here, Robert. This is a problem here, man. That I do believe in convenience and not not coincidence, I'm sorry, in life. I believe in coincidence. I believe that at times... Some shit might look like something, but it could be totally harmless. Like, damn. <laughs> like, how the fuck? Nah. I believe in those times. Where it's just like, you know, I mean, I could see why you think that, but nah. It's really how I feel. It's really something that happened. Here's the problem, Robert. Is that what you're what you're alleging really seems like it didn't happen Robert it seems like that it was really convenient that the team was being called out for sexually deviant behavior borderline and now expanding into criminal level behavior and you conveniently wanted to place yourself in the middle of that drama it's it's pathetic and i don't I, I don't know the last time i've ever used that word i it's legitimately pathetic that he saw that and he saw an opportunity. Let me say this too. Daniel Snyder has one hell of a legal team. <laughs> and this doesn't reveal my stance on any uh on any of the allegations, but I'll say this. Daniel Snyder has uh man, he's got PIs, I mean I'm sure he's got paid people off. I'm sure Daniel Snyder has paid all those PG County feds that are at that game. 
You telling me the captain hadn't shaken hands with uh with old Dan Snyder? Man, give me a break. All right, so my point though, Robert. How, man? How do you get in the mix of that, right, Robert? How do you let your own ego tell you that you're as important as these women who have legitimate allegations that they've had to sit and deal with for years on years, who thought the only way they could get by and make a career for themselves were to go through these process and go through this this day-to-day culture of just just straight up how we want to I don't even got to wrap it with a bow you know how it was in that place um but just just go through that work environment I mean just really day-to-day deal with just sexual innuendos and and and, and all types of stuff. I'm sure people are watching porn on computers I'm positive I'm absolutely positive I'm absolutely positive there's not a porno wi-fi block in there I'm telling you I'm telling you man Racism, there's all kinds of stuff going on in that place. And all of a sudden, conveniently, Robert Griffin III got raped. (laughs) Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, man. Dan Snyder smacks Robert Griffin III on the ass. Says, Robert, hike one to me. Who sexually harassed you, Robert? What are we? What are you talking about, man? Why do you need to write a book to write a wrong? <laughs> it's the most narcissistic shit I've ever heard. I swear to God, man, this dude is—he knows no shame, though. And and I think that's the ill-putting part. I think that's the part that really just sets you off. I think that's the part that really just grinds your gears and you're just like, man, this guy's a piece of shit, man. He's a privileged piece of shit, too. That's the other part that grinds you. He's this Carl, he's Carlton. He's Carlton Banks that made it to the NFL. I mean, he's just a total bitch-ass nigga. Uh, and, and all facets. He's just all about himself. He, he's just weird about it. Like, this is a real lawsuit. He should have got crushed more, to be honest. To be honest, he shouldn't just get to uh, exit stage left. He really shouldn't. He, he should be called out for trying to insinuate he's been sexually assaulted. No, 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 not that he has to disclose. Well, see, that's the other weird part, though. He's already disclosed it. <laughs> he's already hinted at it. He's already said it. So that's the weird part. That's the part that's super weird. Because now you don't know if it's your lane to say, who raped you, Robert? Who made you feel uncomfortable sexually? Tell us, Robert. Was it Jay? Vernon Davis? (laughs) Roy Hallou? Oh my goodness, man. Fucking commanders, dude. Robert Griffin. No, I'm not even putting this one on the commanders. I'm not. 
They take a lot of L's. Stack said it best. It's a, it's another time the commanders made goddamn real nonsense. And now to show history, I think they've hit it like three or four times. And I don't know if we've even hit ten shows yet. <laughs> All deservingly. All deservingly, I might have. But the point, man. Right here, man, this ain't about the commanders. Not this one. It's the one time. That the commanders. And they, and they can't even take any solace in this. Because that's how just down bad they are. That's just how in a terrible situation they are. They cannot take any pride in the fact that, you know, someone's out here slandering us. You know, we didn't do what he said. No one cares. No one cares Robert Griffin. But that's the problem. That's where I said Robert Griffin should have to come out there and retract and say something. And, and I don't know, something like that. But, uh... I guess not, though. I guess not, but I'll be the motherfucker to say it. That nigga. Listen, man. Listen. And I don't know if this ever grace his ears. You know, no, he can't. I'll find a way to directly send this to Robert. My nigga. You got to chill, bro. Like, that probably is what never made you cool, man. Like, you just got to chill, bro. I've heard you compare yourself to Tom Brady. And the stacks point earlier in another show, you couldn't read a defense till you got to fucking the NFL level. You couldn't even read a defense. They literally put in the most basic package, and I'm about to get up off you. They put in the most basic package that you've ever seen in the NFL. Now, granted, they started a trend. And granted, they brought the run game back. They made the run game sexy. I mean, them Shanahan's, you want to talk about, you want to talk about Robert's season, which was good, which was great. I'm not even going to say good. It was great. It was a great season. It was a great rookie season. But that run game was sexy, man. That run game was... Man, I'm talking... Walked in homecoming. I'm talking, man. Oh, man. I'm fucking... I hot breakfast, man. <laughs> that run game was 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 just just so good. And And I just don't know where you get off, man. I usually try to find a catchy way to to bring this shit out and and, and, and and drop you onto a real nonsense, Robert. But, man, fuck it, man. I just got to directly tell you, man. The shit you're doing is real fucking nonsense, Robert. I'm telling you, man. Like, the shit is really nonsense, man. Your track record, the fact that you're still just griping for attention. You applied for that ESPN job. I'm telling you. You told your agent to see if you could get on there. You, I know you did. I don't need anybody. Because, again, Robert, I know you. I know you, man. 
I know who you are, man. I'm telling you, man. Listen, on this show, we talk a lot of dating analogies. Because it's the truth. Fans date the quarterbacks. I'm talking, man. I'm talking, man. Teams date the quarterbacks. I'm telling you, man. And, and you know, we got you home, man. And, you know, you took off the wig. And Jesus Christ, man. You, you know, you tricked us, man. <laughs> you know, there's no... No, cause cause this Fred Smooth's point, man, this might be the ugliest quarterback in, in NFL history. <laughs> no, but to, to to the I feel like this is the equivalent of just, just either a, a chick or, or or some nigga with just a shitload of money. I think that's all Robert was. But it but what it turned out he was a Nigerian scammer. That's what it turned out to be. He ran off on us. But he did that shit that the Nigerian scammers do. They stay in touch. So you don't alert the authority. They, they're just getting more ground away from you. That's what he did, man. He had a great he had a great come out. He spent fucking $500 on us at fucking Roof Chris. And, 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 and we were convinced that this motherfucker was the truth. And from there on out, it was bullshit. And deposits being made. And promises never kept. Man, I could I could do it. Uh, anyway, man, yeah, that nigga's that nigga's antics, his whole career. I'm thinking if I want to cement that his whole career. No, not his whole career, but because getting to the NFL is important. You know, I mean, getting to the NFL it's an amazing feat. So I'm not gonna shit on that. He, he made his NFL quarterback, but anyway. But damn it, Daniel Snyder picks. <laughs> Daniel Snyder's track record, man. Dwayne Haskins, Robert Griffin III. Hey, come on. Anyway. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that shit's real nonsense, man. That, that, that shit you pulled was really real nonsense. Come back. Uh, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. Surprise. But uh, it'll be brief, and uh, we're going to get out of here. Real nonsense. All right, I'll try this new segment out. Just scores and shit you just might care about. Uh, Kyler Murray wrote a letter. Well, his attorney did. It's kind of weird. Wrote a public letter saying he wanted to be paid. Shows dysfunction in that franchise. That's the best way I can put that. Uh, scores from the night. Uh, we're going Detroit over Indiana. Detroit catching a win. That's rare. Uh, they're over Indiana, 111-105. Uh, Philly trounces Cleveland. They're 125-119. Uh, uh, Atlanta was at Washington playing in a back-to-back. Atlanta had already played and beaten, uh, I forget the other team they beat the, uh, last night. They come to Washington and they take care of business by three points. They beat the Washington Wizards 117-114. I was going to bet that game Washington winning. Glad I didn't because I thought they could beat them off a of back-to-back. But anyway, that's just the ineptitude of the Wizards right now. Milwaukee takes care of Chicago. That was a great game. That would have been a great game to see. 118 to 112, Orlando, Toronto, 97. Uh, I'm sorry, Toronto losing that for 97 to 103. 
uh, New Orleans is kicking ass. Damn, let me see that box score in New Orleans. Let's see how C.J. McCollum is. Let's check in on my man. Let's check in on that trade and see what's going on with that. Uh, C.J., where you at, baby? Pelicans, here we are. He is looking like... Come on, C.J., where your stats at, man? Uh, he may not even play tonight. They're just kicking all yeah, he did. Played 29 minutes. He's on fire. Played 29 minutes, 10 for 18, 2 for 6 from the three-point line. Uh, two for three from the, uh, what's that, charity strike. Uh, 24 points plus 18 if you're in the plus minus. Go ahead, CJ, man. Way to make an impact on your new team, even though you haven't talked to the star or the uh, franchise player. There's no need to talk about that. Unless you didn't know about that, but that's what's going on with those guys uh, over there. Uh, those are scores in the NBA. Denver does beat the Houston Rockets, who are terrible. Uh, Denver takes care of them 116-101. Uh, Phoenix in a in a great game. Uh, New York goes to Phoenix. They lose uh, by the score of one fourteen to one fifteen. Phoenix took care of that, uh, but that seemed like to be a great game. Um, yeah, just shit you might care about. Close out. Uh, I'm going off the cuff. I picked that. Uh, I'm going off the cuff. I got nothing. I really got nothing. Uh, but we'll stumble on something. We'll stumble on something. I promise you. Uh, check out. The uh, We Talk You Listen. And also check out Stacks Lowry Podcast. Got a few other shows too uh, on the horizon that are um, they're in the making. So stay tuned uh, for those. But outside of promo, you know what? I'm going to do a quick two minutes of. Something that just has nothing to do with sports. Um, nothing to do with sports. I, uh, and I found myself bougie for this. Bougie, strong word. I don't know if it's a fair judge of character. Because I've been the person I'm about to describe. However, where I'm at now, I look down on this practice. There's a uh, co-worker I have. And uh, sometimes while working, you know, you play music. So, their time comes, you know, they're controlling the speaker. And uh, just get to it. They were streaming their music off of YouTube. 
Man, I look, I've been there. I've been there. That shit is nubs. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that shit is nubs. <laughs> I'm I'm not slicing. It's it's it is nubs. Especially to broadcast it on speaker. Now if you want to listen to music on YouTube and your AirPods, I mean that's your own fucking business. I mean, you know. I'm not griping about that. But when you ask for speaker, you ask you ask to get silly with the speaker? Hey, hey. O'Reilly commercials, come on. I mean, come on. How's that okay? How you okay with that? I I don't know. <laughs> I I but I just I just I just personally, the way I personally had always thought about that. I, I just thought that that was just nubs. That was just super nubs, and and I and I and I looked at the person differently. I'm just saying, like that's weird. That's weird to happen when you think another song's gonna come on. <laughs> that's weird to happen. I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I see it differently. Uh, yeah, maybe I see it differently. Oh, uh, man. Commanders. That Bradley Beal uh, from the first segment. Oh, man. We just paint ourselves in these corners, man. I mean, just we got to pay a guy. We don't have any options. Same thing with Kirk Cousins. Bradley Beal is Kirk Cousins. That's who he is. He's Kirk Cousins doing it to D.C. again. He's a fringe guy. He's great. Great statistical guy. Great player. Can't argue that. Kirk's a great player. But neither of them alone they're not magnets I think certain especially in basketball I think LeBron James a magnet um I mean I'm gonna go over the obvious ones but Michael Jordan a magnet but even Tim Duncan a magnet those guys were as great as Ginobili and Parker and those guys were they were role players as great as they were Tim Duncan was the magnet he was withdrew the it I think good teams are that. I really do. Even the Celtics, I think everyone knew their role. If I had to say whose team that was, and you could go back and forth on this. It, it could you could look at it against KG's team, you could look at it as Paul Pierce's team. I do think it was Paul Pierce's team. He was the guy there, he cemented it. But I think he was the magnet. They came to Boston. I think magnets, and I don't even know how the analogy even works, but I think it's something about the aura of a great player, Magic Johnson, that just pull players to them. Steph Curry. Everybody else is a role player. 
That's 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 the down nosing look of Durant going to the to the to the uh to the Warriors. He went to be a role player. He went there to be a role player. Like, come on. But he did it to his own legacy. He didn't get traded there. I'm talking he was a free agent. That team had won 72 games. 73. He went to be a role player. Come on. That's like Gordon Ramsay going to work for Emerald Lagasse or something. That's like Gordon Ramsay. Man, Gordon Ramsay ain't going to work for nobody. He's going to build his own restaurant in your city. I feel like he built a shitty restaurant just to spite you. Because he know he slaps his name on it and it's going to make money. <laughs> but seriously. Like stooping to that level. I I I that just that just left a a bad just just sports feeling in me, man. Just really really capsulizing that, man. In the words of my man, man, that's pure bitch assness. That was some pure grade A bitch assness. Going to be a role player. You got Kobe Bryant on tape saying you were the, best, the, the toughest guy to defend because he didn't figure you out before he left the league. You went to be a role player. <sighs> Man. That shit there. And it's been harped on. But my point on that, man, I don't know if it can ever be forgiven. We had, Yes, we've talked about it. Yes, but I don't know if that's ever forgivable. I really don't, man. That's the most cheating-ass shit I've ever seen, man. I mean, it is, man. That's the most cheating shit I've ever seen, man. That's like some, some little younger niggas beating you on the court, man. I don't even know what it's like. Like that, I, I don't even know. And... It's just, I, I don't know. I forgot what I was even talking about before his ass, man. But I'll close on that, man. I mean, come on, man. Man, next episode, uh, fit in some, some quarterback talk, combines going on. Uh, Yeah. That'll be the focus. Look at some of these... Uh, how this draft is shaping up. Uh, I love the draft. I love the NFL draft. I love drafts in general. Doesn't matter draft, really. I love, like, fantasy drafts. All like, oh, man. Like, I love drafting. Like, drafting is a science to me. And, and, and it's, like, it's, it's, um, I, I just, anyway. I, I'm not going to say romance over drafting. Anyway. Uh, drafting is though super fun. Uh, the logic and the, the science that goes into it, it's, it's, it's a thrill. It's my favorite. It's honestly my favorite time of the year. It's draft time. Uh, cause I mean, you just get to get out in front and that's the thing. And then I'm on, I'm on get out of here. 
it good football, good basketball. No, basketball is a lot more developmental now. I think eighties, nineties though, you could see a good player or not. You know what I mean? You you could see what a guy you get a guy up to twenty four years old back in the eighties, back in the nineties, man, you knew what the fuck you were getting. What what's the risk of drafting a twenty four four year old man? I mean, besides putting some money in his pocket. What risk are you running? Now, you you draft an 18-year-old, a guy that's 17 out of high school. You, you He doesn't even know who the fuck he is yet. He's he's five years removed from playing with toys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, it's a difference. It's a total difference. But you draft a 24-year-old person. I mean, come on, man. So it's it's a totally different ball game, but I say this to say, um, you can just see talent. You can see talent. Um, and maybe you can't. I don't know. Like maybe people can't. Maybe I do have an eye for it. I don't know, but I I like to think that um that the fun in drafting is just seeing who can play. Uh, and trusting your eyes. Not trusting the consensus and not trusting, not to zig to zag though. Not just don't zig to zag. I think Trevor Lawrence is that that generational prospect. So anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, check us out. Uh, we'll be back with more real nonsense. And uh, yeah, just check us out. We talk, you listen. Uh, Stacks Lowry podcast, all affiliated. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. So. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Oh, my